so can we just take one segment or two from previous shows we've done after a mass shooting and run those? Since it'd be exactly the same conversations and save ourselves the uh, time and effort. Or you could go back and listen to them and we'll just... And the misery of it. Skip the whole conversation. Which I suppose some would say is uh, giving up or something, but what do you say that's possibly new or insightful? I haven't come up with anything new. I'm sorry. I'd like to think our commentary of the past has been reasonably good. Um, But no, I've... uh, What do you add? A psychotic man was able to get hold of a dangerous weapon, and he killed a bunch of people. Still on the loose, that's a little unique. That isn't usually the case. And uh, we found I'm out... I'm sure hoping he's dead somewhere. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I hope so, too. I would assume is the case. But um, he, uh, we found out that he was crazy a lot faster than we usually find out with these things. Usually it takes a while to find out. But, man, it was on... It was on Twitter fast. Uh, I guess because he was on the loose, they had to release the name to help find the guy. And then so people started digging. And there was all kinds of paperwork on Twitter fast last night showing him Mm -hmm. having been in a mental hospital recently and hearing voices and saying he was thinking of shooting up a military base. I mean, a guy who says out loud at a mental institution, I want to shoot up a military base, shouldn't have guns, obviously. I'm sure all the facts will emerge eventually as to how he got them, why he was released. We'll have the inevitable and important discussion about mental illness in the United States. Nobody could uh, know less about Maine gun laws than me. But from what I understand, they're uh, very loose gun laws in Maine. But we've had plenty of shootings of exactly the same sort in states that have the tightest gun laws, including Chicago has this many people get shot every weekend. And they have the tightest gun laws in the country, practically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know if you get anything out of that. Well, my my go-to, and it'll be brief, is just that... And, and we've talked about this in reference to all the street people uh, who are clearly mentally ill or drug-addicted or both, and the ACLU is just hardcore that they just can't take these people off the streets unless they're like this minute a danger to themselves and others. Um, we've We've gone way too far in that direction. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you, what the Supreme Court thinks of this and squaring that and everything, because you can, you can be in a mental institution for a really, really long time. You don't lose your First Amendment. At what point do you lose your Second Amendment? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I think that question can be answered. It's not unanswerable, um, but it's, it's an intriguing one, no doubt. I am concerned. I haven't said the guy's name. I haven't memorized it, and I'm on purpose because I'm not going to say his name because we're really big believers that that is a horrible thing to do. I'm a little concerned that the nonstop wall-to-wall cable coverage of we're on the hunt for this guy, kind of turning him into the whole genius, full Carol, Bonnie and Clyde sort of thing, is uh, is not what we want out there for the crazy who crave this sort of attention and know that this is the way to get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one tangential thing to this that I find interesting, I was on Twitter right away, and Twitter is by far the best and worst news source that has ever existed on Earth. Can get so much 
detailed information immediately if you're semi-wise enough to sift through what seems real and what doesn't seem real and are willing to wait and find out some of the real stuff is not. But, man, I mean, excuse me, I got something in my mouth. Um, uh, They get to stuff so much faster than, you know, New York Times or Washington Post or whoever cable news is going to put it out there for good reason, because they don't want to put out there most of the time stuff that is turns out to be false because that ruins their brand but twitter you know everybody's just off and running and there's so much information that's out immediately somebody figures out who it is and they've got their high school yearbook and who they used to date and where they live and just all this sort of stuff immediately it's absolutely amazing Mm. um so if you you know if a story is breaking and you're into it go to twitter the problem is uh, you know, because it, 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 it runs in so many different streams in so many different directions. There's another guy with exactly the same name who somebody latched on, a number of people latched on to his high school yearbook photo and who he used to date and where he lives and uh, and his life story and everything like that. And it took quite a while before Twitter realized, oh, this is a different guy with the same name. And I was just thinking about, uh, I've told this story many times before, when I was a young disc jockey in college, Gladys. Do you play the harp this early or not? No. Um, somebody got stabbed to death at the lake who had, uh, who is a well-known, well-liked guy by someone with a name that sounded really close to my name. And uh, I was unaware of this. I got a call at home on a Saturday afternoon from my boss, and he said, where are you? And I said, I'm at home. This is pre-cell phone, so where the hell would I be? I got a landline. I'm not, you know, driving or at the lake. Um, uh, And he said, stay there. Keep your doors locked. Don't leave the house today. He told me what was happening. He said, we're getting calls at the radio station. A lot of people are really upset, wondering why we, you know, haven't fired you. Where are you? That sort of thing. So until they figure out that this isn't you. And I was thinking last night, in the world of Twitter... There would have been people pounding on my door, maybe breaking my window, coming into my home. Yeah. Because somebody would have put out my address and my phone number and all that sort of stuff. And so that's one of the downsides of the modern, one of the many downsides of the modern, just off and running with what information and then then jumping to lots of conclusions really, really fast. Got to help you if you have a similar name of anybody of any giant story that ever breaks. Right. Yeah, the whole need to know immediately leads to so much ugliness and inaccuracy. I uh, I got a, a good spanking a couple of weeks ago when we were talking to Jeff McCausland in the very, very early days of the uh, post-slaughter in Israel. And it was being reported by, you know, the IDF and others that uh, Hezbollah was attacking from the north. They'd come over the border, and it mm-hmm. turned out to be a censor issue and, and a mistake, and it didn't happen at all, but... Uh, well, the main reason I was on Twitter right away is the um, the forces were out fast for the why haven't those evil Republicans done something to stop this ban on assault weapons, all this different sort of stuff. I just wanted to know what was going on. When would they know it to you know be ready for that conversation? Because uh, mm-hmm, then sure. that, that happens fast also in social media. Look at these evil Republicans who. Uh, are bent over by the NRA and don't care about people dying. And I actually, for whatever reason, replied to a number of them uh, very gently. What would you suggest they do? Which you don't ever get a lot of answers on that. What, 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 what do you suggest? What do you suggest be done other than ban people being able to own guns? Which is not going to happen unless you repeal the Second Amendment. A lot of political discourse is just venting of emotions. I've finally gotten used to that. I've, I've run into some fine folks who are of a progressive bent and young. 
Um, they'll grow out of it if, if indeed they have a brain, as Churchill said. Um, but I've, I've heard them express with great adamance, we need to do something. And I'll say, I agree. What do you suggest? Because yeah. here are the difficulties. And it happened to be about a different topic, but... Um, and, and they're so unused to being asked even the first follow-up question. It's just not expected. Well, on this particular topic, I certainly understand the impulse of screaming immediately, we've got to do something, because it's just so horrible. Yes, it is. It's unthinkable. I'm sick of unthinkable things happening, because I have to think about them. Right. Jeez, in a tiny town, you're at the bowling alley on a Wednesday night. What the hell? Enjoying the best that is America, getting together with friends and family and neighbors and having a laugh. and Yeah, that's terrible. So many of these people are like seriously mentally ill, but there's always been seriously mentally ill people and there have always been access to guns and we haven't always done this. Yeah, not guns that are as effective as quickly as modern uh, rifles can be. Um, but it, yeah, true, it has but to do with the Overton window as well. It is one of those things you can do. It's on the list of things people do. Mass murder of strangers. It didn't used to be on that win- in that uh, that list for anybody, even the most crazy and angry among us. I say it every time we have this. When I was a kid, every kid I knew had access to a gun. Everybody, all my friends, including me, had access to a gun. Just like sitting in the corner of the house. Was just mm-hmm. there, or might be in the back of your pickup truck in the parking lot of the high school, and nobody was worried about it because nothing ever happened. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.